Hello everyone and welcome back to The Real Film Show, a weekly show about films and TV. I'm your host Rob, I'm joined by my wife Harriet. Hi. You didn't have to do it this time. Yay, and now I don't sound like a robot. Yeah, that's great. Um, So in this episode we've got a load of uh, news to talk about, Uh, some Justice League news, some Harry Potter news. Um, Our featured film is The Dig, which has just landed on uh, Netflix. And then our TV section, What's on the Box, is uh, we're going to do a little spoiler chat about one division so far because it's quite a big episode yeah um, so i feel like it warrants a bit of a bit more dialogue than we've given it previously um and then we'll do a few sort of individual recommendations on what we've been talking what we've been watching and doing this week um as well um but first up i thought it'd be a good idea to start the podcast with a little question that we can discuss and then our uh, lovely listeners can get in touch with their answers too and they can also provide us with questions i thought it would be a good idea um but because like, a bit of our news we're going to talk about later on is about a load of TV stuff coming to Disney Plus, um, I thought I'd ask you the question: Is like live TV dead? Like because Disney Star, I've just announced loads of like stuff that they've got on, including stuff like How I Met Your Mother, um, Modern Family, all these things that are, like run on repeat on like Sky and E4 and stuff. Like is everything just going to streaming now, and we don't have to worry about watching anything on E4? Like those sort of weird channels that just show reruns <laughs> of stuff. Like, what are they for now? They don't have a purpose. They never really had a purpose, though, did they? I don't know. I think it's a, I, I don't watch live TV very often because I don't remember when things are supposed to be on the telly. And you can just catch up with everything, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. So There's I no point. I think, like, I felt sad when BBC Three got made all online, but now I'm starting to think that's actually good. There's lots of like good comedy shorts and things on BBC Three, and they they usually come to BBC Three as like a test run. So if they're good, they then get put on TV. Yeah, it's like a weird like purgatory TV thing. Like I can't remember the last time I I don't I don't look, like even now with like Disney Plus doing weekly episodes. Yeah, that's essentially what we used to get with like Game of Thrones coming on Sky Atlantic. You just wait for that day and then you'd watch it. Yeah, but we don't have like a set time that we watch it. We just watch it like. When we feel like it, yeah. Exactly. Even though it's the day that it comes out, it's not well, like. So watch it on the day. I'm like, oh, it's the we'll day. Sit today. down at eight o'clock exactly. Like if I had to plan my day around specific times of the day any more than I currently do need to, I just, I don't like that. Like eight o'clock, I have to be doing this one thing. I quite like that actually. I don't like it. I think it's quite good, um, but yeah, I, I just, it just seems like what what are we? I I can't remember the last time I put TV on and was like, I'm going to watch an episode of Modern Family because it's on Sky One. Yeah, no, you don't ever like plan to watch those reruns. Yeah. I suppose maybe it's a maybe then you wouldn't. I wouldn't switch Disney Plus on and watch an episode of Modern Family from season six specifically. No. Whereas you probably might just sit and watch that if it's on TV. I guess that's true. Do you reckon people will start binging all of these things from rather the than start? just watching one episode? Yeah, yeah, it won't be such an ad hoc thing. It'll be like start to finish. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. That's what are you gonna thing. binge on? Disney well, Plus. should we go straight into the news segment then? Okay. Um, which is, the, so the first bit of news is that Disney have announced a load of this, like, and I, I put here adult stuff, not in that way, but like more... Disney porn. Can you imagine more, oh, if they do no, like I a Disney there's, there's a Reddit hours. thread for that, definitely. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so they've announced like all this like more grown up stuff where they've got, basically it's all the Fox stuff that they acquired. Um, and everyone's really excited about Disney game Fox because it meant X-Men. Oh yeah. Uh, and Fantastic Four back in the MCU, which is obviously what everyone was buzzing about. But then they kind of forgot, like, Fox do, like, a load of stuff. 
Um, so I think they've got like the searchlight stuff, and they did stuff like um, uh, Spotlight. I think is it Spotlight. Is that what's the film I'm thinking of? Oh, is that the film I'm thinking of? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, three billboards. They've is got on three there. billboards on there. They've got like Lost. Uh, Modern Family said, "How many mothers going on there?" Buffy. Buffy's on there. Um, Deadpool two's going there. I can't yeah. remember Deadpool one's there as well. Die Hard's on there. It's quite an extensive yeah. array of films. There's, probably, there's loads I haven't mentioned, but it's quite interesting. They've like segregated it. It's like this isn't really ours, but we've got it, so we might as well let you have it. <laughs> this is stuff that we've acquired. It's like we've taken it off everyone else, so no one else can actually use it. So, so presumably. <laughs> Like Lost was on Prime for a bit. I assume yeah. it's maybe not. There be are on Prime some now things and... that are also on Prime though at the moment. Yeah, I, so I, I don't if that know. Means they're coming off that though. Yeah, and they're not okay. going to be on TV anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that's quite interesting. Although I don't mind not watching these things on E4 because E4 just fucks with the aspect ratio. Like watching Scrubs does, yeah. like on E4, it's just up. mad. The advert comes up as well. The end. So, like the end of any show on E4, and the only reason I know this is because I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine on E4. But like the the advertising bar that comes up saying what's up next comes up from the bottom of the screen slides up but it doesn't like it doesn't overlay it doesn't overlay it just, just fucks the aspect ratio yeah it's really annoying like whose decision was that it's absolute madness i don't know how like watching it back you wouldn't be like no no we need to sort this out instantly oh I no mean... don't, don't 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 squash it yeah it's I like mean... it's like some idiot has like gone on powerpoint <laughs> we get this quite a lot like idiots go on powerpoint and they've copied a, a diagram from a from a journal or something and then try to resize it but instead of like clicking the little thing that says fix aspect ratio they've just yeah. squashed it it's like this is unusable you cannot do that <laughs> it's just meaning the same thing anymore oh, god that's really annoying um but yeah i'm, I'm oh, i've got disney plus so i guess i'm gonna watch some of that what might, are you gonna watch i might watch gonna... lost again or buffy i i really enjoyed buffy i really like growing buffy. up and stuff and then you only watched it for the first time the last Fairly couple recently. of years so i'd quite like to watch I'd that like again. To watch buffy again see if it holds up from th- four years ago when I first watched it. Yeah, I think I, I think Joss Whedon's had a bit of a, a fall from grace since we watched yeah. it. So I don't know whether I'm going to look yeah, at it in a new kind of light and be like, ah, oh, this is way more annoying for some reason. Yeah, I think we've kind of grown tired of his like Quip, quippy. Yeah, there's too yeah. many quips. But then Buffy was like, it was a while ago. It's kind of OG. It's kind mm. of. It's very quippy. Though. It worked though. It's very quippy. It's though. fun. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, she's so good yeah she's good she's good They're, everyone's good in that yeah um apparently there's gonna be a harry potter tv show on hbo max which hbo max have said is not in development but that could mean they're talking about it and they've not started developing it yet but it's there's pretty strong rumors um i don't know why you would do this or what they're gonna do it on what yeah what would they choose uh, so people have suggested maybe the play Oh, okay. Which, like, to be fair, I'm quite interested in knowing what that story is. I think Because my... I don't know anything about that, and I'm not going to pay yeah. to watch it in London. My brother went to see it, I think, and he oh, said he? the it, it sort of played out more like a magic trick. Like, it was really impressive, the stuff that they did oh, to show cool, magic on stage. But I don't know how that will translate. If that was the, the good takeaway from the show, whether you get that onto TV and it's as impressive... Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. See, J.K. Rowling also had a big fall from grace. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I could just have—I mean, even—I mean, I guess it's because we grew up with Harry Potter, and it's all the nostalgia and stuff. So I still kind of love the characters and the story, but I can also see a lot of flaws. And I mean, I could see a lot of flaws in the writing, and obviously the films aren't amazing. The films are—they're bad. Fi- the real, the official real film stance is that they are bad films. <laughs> but then I still have this kind of like—I—I. I, 
I like the all of it because I used to love it when I was a kid. And so oh, it's just... I think the the best actually the best thing that the films do really well is like mostly is the world building's generally quite good. Yeah. The music's really good from John Williams. And I think they do capture the world and the spirit of J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter quite well. Yeah. I mean, when we went to the... Like, I still picture... when I, I Like, I read the books before I watched the film. Yeah. Always. But in my head now, when I picture them, I kind of picture... The film. The film quite closely. Yeah. And I think that's not just because... I think that's, that's because the film did a quite a good job of capturing what was written down. Yeah, like, we went to the studios a couple of years ago, and that was really, really fun because it looked yeah, until you tasted amazing. the butter beer, which was, like... I quite liked the butter beer. It was, nice. like... Um, Cream ice cream soda. Yeah, it's not good. I love cream not soda. Um, but yeah, I mean, what time? I'd be interested to watch it. I suppose it's not like she could. It's not like it can be ruined for me because it has already, as a thing, been ruined for me by transphobia <coughs> and, um, you know, the the latest film, which was terrible. Yeah, yeah. So they've got those films as well, which are obviously like prequels. Which and how many have, have they got? They of those? Five planned, and obviously Johnny Depp's out. Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's got me kind of excited actually to be Grindelwald. That would be cool. He's a really good actor. Yeah, and I can't really. I mean, I suppose he's Doctor Strange, but that was a good film. He didn't have much to do in it. Yeah. So maybe he's not that picky, but Jude he, Law was really good. Jude Law was really good. Is he Dumbledore. staying as Dumbledore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why Mads then? Because Johnny Depp got dropped because okay. of the. I, for some reason, he seems like a lot older in my head than Johnny Depp, but I guess he's a similar yeah, sort of age. He's a similar age. Uh, so, so, uh, are you, did you enjoy Justice League? The, the film Justice League? The film, The Justice League. That was a good film. The wasn't one it? with all of them yep. coming together. Yeah. What did it they was, do? It was uh, all in, they said. on The, the marketing was all in. What, what did, all in. What did they do? For such, I don't know. Did they fight a, a they, person? They brought Superman back from the dead. Oh, because he was dead. And, and then his face was weird. He had the moustache yeah. that wasn't there. Um, and okay. then they beat the the man who was trying to get the box. The, the CGI grey man. Oh, man. I can't uh, remember but, that. But good news, because it's going to be definitely better on the 18th of March when uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League... Uh, is going to be on HBO Max. I don't know where that's going to be UK, actually. I don't know whether... Because HBO Max doesn't isn't in the UK, and they seem to have forgotten. And I was actually listening to the Empire podcast with Edgar Wright this week, who said, like, HBO Max is fine, but they've forgotten that the rest of the world exists. Like, when they dropped <laughs> Wonder Woman... Oh, yeah. They just didn't realise that the rest of the world was just shut and didn't have H. So they didn't really seem to realise that our cinemas weren't open, even though it was released in cinemas here. Yeah. So it's like pre... It was like between lockdown two and three... So there were like two cinemas open in the country in tier one areas or something. <laughs> um, but I grew up, it was just like, yeah, they just forgot the rest of the world. It was just very classic American. To yeah, be fair. that is pretty what classic they do American. Pretty much all the time. But um, one of my pet peeves is when American, is when British um, like sites pander to American times. Yes. I know they have to do it because of audiences. Um, because Americans have no, apparently, just have no willpower to not click on things that are spoiler warned. But like they'll spoil stuff. <laughs> for English people if it's out in America and if it's out in England first they won't talk about it until it's out in America it's like can we just not do this yeah can we and not that make the world America centric unfair um, I forgot my point now but fuck America um, <laughs> so you don't you're not bothered about seeing the new Justice League so just I'm quite interested actually because I think it will also be bad um, but in a different and new different and interesting way, way. yeah in, bad in like a, I'd much rather watch a bad Batman v Superman in a Batman v Superman way than bad in a Justice League that's way that's true I think I much preferred. Batman v Superman because it felt like 
although I didn't like the direction that it went in, there was at least some kind of integrity in the in the premise. I don't know. Sort of. Or some sort of passion. It wasn't just like a let's put all of them together yeah. and just Yeah, there was something at least going on. Yeah. Whether it was good or bad. Um but it's gonna be a four hour film apparently, and I've just written why. Because originally it was supposed to be like a mini-series, oh, which sounds a lot better. Yeah. I'm not sitting through a four-hour film. I mean, I'll sit um, through four hours of, like, TV in yeah, one you'll, sitting. You'll pause at the end of an episode and you'll go make a cup of tea or you'll go to the toilet. Yeah, or... it feels like a lot more of a commitment when it's just like one film. I get bored. And especially if it's going to be as tedious as Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. <laughs> it's Zack Snyder. It's going to be like... And the thing about Zack Snyder, I think he makes films look really nice. Yeah. Um, I think Man of Steel's fine. I think a lot of it is good. I think Watchmen is good. Um, but I do think that he's sort of weirdly attracted himself to these sort of like Trumpian, alt-right kind of little horrible little people who seem to think that he's sort of been sort of wrong done by and he's, he's the yeah. hero, he's the messiah, he's this sort of God-level genius. And he's just, he's really not. It's this weird like level of sort of arrogance about him. Not if they're right him, but about his fans. It's like and martyrdom, it's, isn't it? Yeah, there's an arrogance about this film as well, and this film's going to be great, and it's going to be genuinely unbearable because they're going to pretend it's like a masterpiece either way it comes out. But I do feel like it's sort of vindicated this awful, this awful sort of fan backlash sort of thing. Yeah. In the same way that kind of Rise of Skywalker kind of justified a lot of the backlash that The Last Jedi got. Yeah. Which is one of the best Star Wars films. Um, that was a real shame because, yeah, it seems like they listen to the wrong people. Yeah, they, they listen to the bad people because the bad people shout loudest. It's it's, yeah. it's like the fanboy kind of thing that just, it makes me a bit uncomfortable. But then if you're making something and you're getting all of this feedback, and maybe it is the loud feedback that they're getting, but then it's like you're thinking about, well, who are you making this for? You're making this for the audience and... Maybe you would. Yeah, are on the side of he has, he has, the to be fans. Fair, he has made this sort of like little group of him against the critics, him against everyone. Um, and he went through some really bad stuff when he was filming Justice League originally, which is partly why he left. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's probably going to be quite. Like, I think his attitude is like, I make films for grown-ups. It's like you don't, you make. He he seems to think that Marvel ones are for kids. Yeah, and his films are for real mature grown-ups. And that, I think he's genuinely actually said that, and it, it's not like no. just because it's dark, it's it's for like teenage boys who think Batman is the coolest guy. I mean, Batman is the coolest guy in the world, but it's <laughs> it's for people who think that Batman's Batman like, has like it's broody sort of people who think that that's kind of edgy and yeah. I just sort of think yeah, maybe try and make an actual adult film, not adult film, grown up film. That's what we want to see. We want to see Justice League as an adult film. Yes, as an adult film. That would be. Idea. Zach's not seeing that adults are like sixteen-year-old boys. Henry Cavill and um, I really like the cast. Batfleck. I really like all of them. So that would be a lovely romance. It can't be worse than Justice League, so I'm kind of looking. I'm going to watch it and we'll review it. Um, but okay. Yeah, um, I've got another bit of news. Just a bit of Marvel. It's not really news. It's just something that interested me. Um, so Kevin Feige's come out and said the Eternals um, was the best pitch he'd ever heard. And he said wow. it's a very big, sweeping, multi-millennial spanning story. Um, so it's been, obviously, it was supposed to be out last year, last November. I think it's been pushed to uh, November 2021. Um, I just thought it was really interesting. It sounds just pretty cool. I feel like I don't know anything about The Eternals because yeah. I don't have all the comic book knowledge. I don't really, but I'm going just, in I mean, The Eternals blind. is kind of 
self-explanatory. Like the people that live sort of, forever. Yeah, these sort of celestial beings, I guess. Are they um, the ones that were talking? Were they in one of those um, after the credits stings with? No, they're the Watchers. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I mean, so you this know, has got like um, Eternals Watchers. I don't I know. Think how Richard Madden's in this. Angelina Jolie's in it. Um, Good Kamal, cast. Kamal Nanjani's in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he's he got really got, ripped. Got re-ripped, yeah, so he's yeah, it's got a really good cast. I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, that sounds good. And I kind of forget that these Marvel films are still coming out because we've got Shang Chi as well as out this year, or suppose I think it's out this year and Black Widow. So, gosh, um, yeah, really excited for them. Have you got any news on your side? Um, a little bit of news. Well, I mean, apparently this happened a while ago, but it's only just kind of come back into the press into the guardian basically um carrie mulligan is in what's well, like the only place i get my news um carrie mulligan is in a film that was supposed to be released last summer but obviously covid got in the way um so i think it has it been released in america now or is it due uh, to yeah be? it has been it's released in like christmas day in america because they do weird things oh like yeah of course so it's not it's not out in the uk yet but it's called promising young woman and um and it looks it looks really really good i'm really excited for it um, it's kind of like a revenge story and Carrie Mulligan's kind of like reclaiming herself and whatever um, but there was this review um, after well, the she, she like she like traps she traps nice guys like nice in air quotes nice guys by yeah. pretending to be really drunk and basically seeing if they'll take advantage of her and if they do then she punishes them accordingly yeah. it looks like not to give too much away but the but end... yeah, yeah but the premise is, is that that she needs that She's I th- I think, she's kind of writing some wrongs that have happened in her past. It looks like yeah, but the, I think the so the article said that basically in sort of layman's terms, she wasn't hot enough to be that role. Yeah, and and it made a point of mentioning that Margot Robbie was in the production and saying she's a more she's attractive, more likely. She's a more likely rape target. Yeah, like, what a weird, what, what a weird way to. But then since then, the the reviewer because Carrie Mulligan obviously kind of brought it up in in a, an interview and just said you know it was. Um, a little bit, well, not really relevant to the to the film, and a little bit personal, really. Um, so mad. she was sort of. It is mad insulted. to be like no one would rape, no one would, would rape you because you're not hot enough. I mean, you know, it's one of those it's classic such insults. A weird, but... awful. I mean, like to actually write <laughs> it down and publish it in Variety. But then Variety came out sort they of saying, "Oh, you know, that was that was inappropriate and we shouldn't have published it and whatever." But the guy who wrote it has since then said, "I've been thrown under the bus. That's not really how I meant it. I just meant, you know." I mean, it's not it's literally, it's not literally what he's really wrote, we should no, point out. He said also... something like um so he mentioned Margot Robbie and then he also said like, "Oh, the the clothes she's wearing look like bad drag or something." And yeah, it that's was sort just of physically. Unkind. I mean, but that's also kind of the point. The point yeah, is that she's her, putting she, it as on. a character, is putting this act on. Yeah. So it is supposed to be a co- sort of a costume. Um, I think it's just kind of a strange thing that he it's a very mentioned that obviously is not necessary. No, it it's, have and any. it's quite just personally. Offend- I can see why she's offended. Yeah, because no, she's a very though. versatile actress, and she's attractive. Yeah, and she's very attractive. <laughs> So. Not, not that that's the point, but also he's wrong yeah. on like two levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I read, I read her interview and then also his riposte. So yeah, there you go. But the film you can't even though. you can't even What's the film just called? be uh, most promising woman or promising young promising woman. Promising young woman. That's it. Uh, yeah. Looks really good. Bo it's Burnham's got Bo Burnham in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. As as we know a, some listeners of the podcast are fans of Bo Burnham, so. He's a nice guy, but but not. But an actual nice an guy. An actual nice guy, yeah. real life nice guy. A nice just... guy says he's not a nice guy. Because I've met a lot of nice guys, 
and a lot of nice yeah, guys that, like that think that they're nice guys and are actually fucking assholes. Yeah, but every man is a nice guy. Why don't girls just see that I'm a nice guy? Why don't they just because see that? Because you're not. <laughs> I gave her all those drinks and she still wouldn't sleep with me. I bought her all these drinks. Oh, God. Yeah, I know, I know some people like that. Um, so Kerry Mulligan, that's a good segue into our featured film this week. Yeah. Um, so that's, this is The Dig, which landed on Netflix um, last, last week, this week? I think Friday. Was I think this week, yeah. Um, so The Dig is based on a novel by John Preston of the same name. Um, it's directed by Simon Stone, written by Moira Buffini. Um, and it stars Kerry Mulligan, uh, Ray Fiennes, Lee James, and the guy from the Cineworld adverts. The guy from the Cineworld Johnny adverts Flynn? that, that you Flynn? absolutely oh, I hated. Hate him. I hate Every him time you saw him pop up, you'd be like, oh, this fucking guy. He's Sometimes really bad. he'd be like really loud in the cinema screen, and I would be kind of a little bit embarrassed that you were just like mouthing off about this. Because he's awful. I mean, he's, he's really just doing what he's those... told to. But he's, but he's really bad in those adverts. He's good in this. You know, maybe it's just they, they wanted some well, hammy. He couldn't act in those adverts, which. <laughs> and he did the Bowie biopic as well, which oh, looks yeah, awful, which didn't get him any more points on, on from me no and he um, was in emma which apparently wasn't wonderful either yeah i don't know who's good in this though i yeah, liked him a lot in this he was very likable he, he was wasn't very likeable. i don't know how he acted so badly in a cinema world adverts two years ago but he was abysmal and it used to make me so angry because they were <laughs> terrible all the cinema world adverts are terrible but at least you can try and act a bit better in them um but yeah this, this is about um so the archaeology dig or also the discovery of the archaeology site um on uh, Sutton Hoo, which Sutton is Sutton Hoo, yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Kerry Mulligan plays uh, Mrs. Mrs. Pretty? Pretty, Edith Pretty, who owns the land where these sort of burial mounds were discovered. Um, and Ray Fiennes plays Basil Brown. Basil Brown, yeah. Uh, so the archaeologist who she employs to. Well, he doesn't. Of... He doesn't call himself an archaeologist. No, what's he call himself? An excavator. An excavator, yeah. Um, who, because he's not formally trained, is he? He's no. just trained by like his dad, who plays this, and he's his accent is incredible in this. Um, but he plays like the the guy who basically discovers um, the treasure, um, the which treasure. I want. It's obviously well known. It's a it's now a national trust site. Yeah. It's one of the biggest uh, archaeological sites in England of Anglo-Saxon sort of history. Um, but what did you think? Well, first off. Um... The opening credits... Don't talk about the font. The font is so jarring for me because it's such a modern font. And I know there's a lot of like um, modern camera angles and things for something that's a period It's a very piece. nice looking film. It's shot so well. It is well. really... There are some like camera angles where she's sat in the foreground and you can see Basil just slowly walking across. Um, and it's and it's really nice. But the font at the beginning, I was just like, what is this font? I'm not getting in the, into the feel it's of like the it. the first thing you said, and I was like, all right, it's been three <laughs> seconds of the film. Can you just... But honestly, it really did take me out of it. And it was at the end as well. I was like, what's this? Just a thinner, a thinner typeface, I think, would have been better. Other than that, amazing. Does that conclude really your review? Yep, very good. I liked it. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I think for me... The first half is probably stronger, where it's more Ray Fiennes, more Kerry Mulligan. Because yeah. kind of halfway through, there's some more characters introduced. Um, I thought Ray Fiennes, I thought the kind of performances carried it more than the actual Definitely. story in the writing. I thought Ray Fiennes is... Like, the first half, I was like, this could be an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I thought for the first half, and then he kind of 
isn't in it as much. He gets sidelined. He gets a bit sidelined, which I didn't really like because his accent's so good. His body language is incredible. Like yeah, he, the way he walks he looks and holds so his arms. Different. The way he just yeah, the way he holds himself is just it's that thing that great actors do. Like I think one of the things we said when we were talking about Sopranos, like James Gandolfini does it, where he sort of plays a different character at one point, and it's just yes. like really subtle things that make. And it's not like his. I mean, Ray Fiennes does do an accent, and right? it's clearly still Ray Fiennes, but they just do very subtle. Body things. It's like mannerisms as well. Yeah, and, yeah. really well. Um, Carrie Mulligan is obviously really good. She's always really good in pretty much everything. Yeah, she's really good at doing these like period pieces with the with the RP accent and yeah. everything. So she's just and it, that sort of contrasted with Ray Fiennes' proper like sudden yeah. kind of accent is really good. Um, I thought Lily James was really good as well. I was kind of surprised by how different she was in this because she's yeah. very different from anything else that I've seen her in. I didn't really recognise her at first. I had to say, like, oh, who who is that again? I knew I recognised her from something, but then you said Lily James. I was like, oh, of course it is. Because she looks so... Um, I think I've seen her in things where she's been really confident and she seems really sort of shy and awkward and, and I thought that was really well put across. Yeah. And her little mini-story... Her mini-story's nice, but I'm not sure it really needs to be in the yeah, film. Yeah, or if it, if it stayed in, I think maybe if it was introduced... I feel like Early there's a lot of, something. weirdly, you can use like a dig metaphor here. I don't think they really dig deep enough into anything that they actually touch on yeah. in the film. Like, I think there's a lot of different things seeded that aren't necessarily then followed up on or explained. And I think there's a lot of things where you could have maybe made more of a story out of certain things yeah. and cut other things. I feel like they've maybe just cut half of two stories. To sandwich them yeah. together. Yeah, because you could have just had a hint of like longing glances and not really explored actual relationship changes yeah, in that I, I, story. Yeah, because it felt like it was about two people at the start, and then it, it does, it, to be fair, I think it does finish very, very strongly. I don't yeah. want to spoil it, but I think the end does does win me back round. But I think there's a point, yeah, about halfway, two-thirds in, where it then becomes sort of a different story about different people, and you think, well, I don't really know why you... And I, I didn't really care about those people very much yeah. either. And I, I didn't really care about the dig either, because I was just kind of like, I just want to see how... Um, Basil and Edith get along yeah. and how they... I feel like their relationship got, gets lost and I feel like that should be the main part of the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, overall, I, w- I would recommend people watch it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't it, think I'd enjoy it that, that no, much, actually. I think performance is really what carries it and I think the way it's shot is just very nice and the yeah. soundtrack is very nice. It has a very nice yeah, period, what is the period soundtrack. It's really just music, like strings are just really nice. And... Some of the music really reminded me of something. I'm not sure if Probably it's... like every period film ever made. No, it reminded me of like a specific song. Maybe it's in that Sleep album. Yeah, I think it was it in the Sleep be. album. It could be, yeah. Maybe he's part of it. Who did the music? Um, I don't know. Could have been him. It could have been. It probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Do you want me to check? Yeah. You've got it open, uh, man. Jeez. We can edit this out. Ba, 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 ba. Where is it? I don't Good know. I don't know where it is. Sea forecasting crew. Sea forecasting crew. Produced by music by no. Oh. Stefan Gregory. Mm. Okay. Never heard of him. Sorry, Stefan. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd recommend watching it. Yeah. I would think it's it's a good use of two hours. I think it's a nice film. Um, the end. The end is really strong. Actually, it really is strong. I think it's worth watching it for like Ray Fiennes and Kerry Mulligan alone. Really, I cried. You did cry. I cry. Cry a lot, but you cry a lot. But it was good. It, it was, was good. Worthy of a cry. I would recommend watching it. Um, shall we move on then? Okay, okay. Uh, let's move on to what's on the box. What have you been watching? Um, this week we're going to do a little special 
one division um, spoiler chat slash recap of what's happened so far. Um, so we've had four episodes now, and the reason I kind of wanted to do this was because we've had three episodes where it's been primarily the sitcom that we've been shown, what we've been told that the show is, and apparently that's made people angry. So really? it's been advertised as like this sitcom. Um, homage to sitcoms every episode is going to be a different sitcom episode and apparently people are like this isn't what this is exactly what you told us it was going to be and they're angry about it um apparently why would you get angry so soon as oh, well wait know. wait for people, it to be internet because oh, you need to be outrageous to have to be heard this is why i'm going to delete twitter yeah um so this episode is where it becomes like an mcu show yeah um even like the opening we've got people coming back from the snap from Thanos' snap oh yeah um, which is like really cool and it's really cool to see it and i think it's kind of very comic booky that it does it in a completely different way to how we were showing it in spider-man far from home which was yeah. like entirely a comedic people popping back in in random places and it's just kind of like and the people saying like oh my what, you know my wife pretended she blipped or something oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> All this sort of like <laughs> she pretends she blipped and she left me. Um, all that kind of like yeah, and it's mostly played for laughs. And this is very tonally very different. And even visually, like they don't just pop back in; they she like fades back in. Yeah. Um, so Monica Rambeau like fades back into her hospital room where we find out her Maria Rambeau, who's obviously in Captain Marvel, had died. But also in this episode, we find out that Maria Rambeau found his sword. Um, mm. And one thing that i found quite interesting is that sword originally in the comics stands for sentient worlds observation and response division whereas in the mcu it stands for sentient weapon observation and response division so it'll probably be all of these so it's less avengers so it'd be yeah i guess it would be like the avengers they keep an eye on um unless sort of extraterrestrial stuff but something they also did um comment on was like um the new head of sword uh, said before they snap, they focus on like extraterrestrial events, and since they've then been refocusing on um, uh, nanotechnology, robotics, and AI is what they said. Cool. Um, so nanotechnology—that's like all the Iron Man suity. I guess stuff. so, but again, I think they make a clear point of saying they like um, observation and response, not creation of any of these things. Okay. So I guess they're just like monitoring threats. And one line which has caught my eye uh, was when they said half our astronauts are dusted and missing. Which potentially could be, is that the Fantastic Four? Mm. Okay. Um, one question would be uh, how can John Krasinski play Jimmy Woo and Reeve Richards, though, at the same time? Why, who is he playing? Oh, you missed my joke. She didn't get the joke, everyone. I didn't get it. She didn't get the joke, everyone. That's what, I thought that was a really good joke. Oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Woo, obviously played by Randall Park, who plays an Asian gym in the office. Uh, um, that's so and funny. obviously, John Krasinski is going to play Reeve Richards. I, d- I didn't know that he was playing Reeve Richards. He's Who's not Reeve playing Reeve Richards? Richards, but he has to play oh, Reeve Richards. Oh, this Emily is the Dreamcasting. I remember. Okay. As, uh, God, it must be hard you having to deal with it, it, me. That was very hard. And I feel like if anyone laughed at that originally, <laughs> please let me know if that was worth putting in. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that'd be really cool. And like, uh, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo with. I think genuinely maybe my favourite Marvel moment. We rewound it like we twice. We rewound it like twice. So I've never weird, heard you laugh like that. Because this is what fan service should be. It's like, you remember the bit from Iron Man and the, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Scott Lang keeps doing close-up magic to Jimmy Woo and he's constantly kind of um, amazed. amazed by it and wants to know. <laughs> and you see the bit where he's practicing with the cards at the end. I don't like the payoff of just introducing himself with his ID card with a bit of close-up magic. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, they don't have to put that in there, but yeah. the fact they put it in there, like, cap lifting the hammer is easy, right? Yeah. 
That's easy fan service. That's an easy win. There's no effort gone into that. This is like, this is top level like fan service, and I, it's amazing. I think it's brilliant. I just think it's, it's my favorite. It might be my favorite Marvel moment. I just loved it so much. It was such a pleasing moment to be like that joke in Ant Man and the Wasp. I think is my favorite running yeah. joke in the MCU, um, and just the fact there was a payoff to it three years later. Yeah, just made me so happy. And he's your favourite character and he, as well. I, I love Randall Park. I think he's brilliant. He should be in pretty much everything. And yeah, he is so great. He's, if he's not in this more MCU now, I'm going to be really upset. Uh, he reminds me of like, um, kind of Coulson now. Like yeah, Before Coulson did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. He reminds me of that kind of like, kind of funny, uh, sarky kind of quippy guy, which um, I really enjoy. Um, I'm very excited by that. Um, we also got Darcy back, who has achieved, you could say, an equal feat of achieving a PhD. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's got more character development there. I know, Maybe. you're the one with the PhD, you can tell us. But I also would I also would love to know Close-Up Magic. So <laughs> You haven't achieved Close-Up Magic, I so haven't. that is the harder so that thing. That is the harder thing to do, clearly. Okay. Um, so she's she's back. I, I quite like her. I always liked her. I thought she was really funny in, in both the Thors. Yeah, I'm People didn't like her in Thor The Dark World, but apparently I, re- not. I, I yeah. really liked her. I think she's good. I think she... Is a really good like foil between like Thor and the audience. Yeah, um, and with with them um, because Natalie Portman's very straight. Yeah, she is. Um, and obviously Chris Hemsworth at the time was very straight. In the two, th- like they were quite serious. He's quite serious in both of those films. Yeah, compared to what he is since Ragnarok. I mean, I'm really glad that he's taken a different turn. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But I I like her being with Jimmy Woo as well, who's quite sort of excitable and, and interested in things she's and really she's just kind of like sarcastic and it's kind of yeah it's a really nice double that yeah um, i'm really excited to see the rest together. of that um in the rest of the series um i've written something here it doesn't make any sense i've written something and not finished my sentence which is fantastic good one um but yeah i think the biggest reveal for me here is that wanda is in control of everything that's happened and she seems aware of what she's doing yeah um, you kind of get glimpses of it when she yeah. says like no and stuff, but then it still seemed like it could have been. Yeah, I was I always had the feeling that either it was her doing it as a subconscious PTSD, subconscious kind of protects herself, but she doesn't know she's doing it sort of thing. Yeah, like she's not in control of her powers, or someone else had trapped her in that world to kind of isolate her and keep her away and keep her from blowing stuff up. Yeah. But I think the fact that she is yeah, in control of it is quite interesting. And yeah. I just want to know like what made her do that. Because at the end of Endgame, she seems to be quite... Like, she seems like she's... She's got not got over it, but like... Accepted it. Yeah. And kind of when she's talking to um, Thingamajig. Hawkeye at the end. Yeah. And she says, you know, they both are. Yeah. Although both implies two. Who is she talking about? Oh, Vision about? and... Um, is she talking about... Black Widow. Black Widow and Tony, though? I don't about know. About Tony as well. There's three. They, they both didn't really like Tony that much, probably. That's true, yeah. But, like, is Vision... So so everyone in there is a real person, right? Yeah. Um, Is Vision, like... So we get a, a shot of her seeing Vision as he is with his head, like, caved in. Like, do you know when people um, drill a hole through the hard drive to, like, stop, to, like, destroy it? Yeah. He's a bit like that. That's kind of what he is right now. Like, the date isn't inaccessible, but it's still physically there. That's really sad. <laughs> Your Bitcoin's gone. Um, is he, like, is he just a dead robot that's been, like, animated by her? 
Or is he there? I don't know because half alive? she's got so much power, and she's got the power. Of... But it seems like everything there is physical. It's not. Yeah. It's not in her head. No. It's not. It's not an imaginary thing. But she's had the power to be able to change the physical form of things. Yeah. That's I mean. Like, is she just animating this lifeless robot? Which but is then really he creepy. seems. He seems to have his own perceptions, Possibly, yeah. and he's having conversations that she isn't privy yeah, to. Yeah, there's that conversation with um, the neighbor who's like. Um, Soaring into Soaring the... his fence, yeah. his wall. It was quite interesting. So that's obviously a person outside of Wanda's head having that conversation. I don't know whether they... Yeah, I don't know. Because they seem kind of aware... They seem kind of aware that something was wrong, but yeah. not when they're on TV. So that, so the weird thing is it's also been broadcast. And but it's also broadcasting being it is the censored thing. as and it's censored. being yeah. broadcast. Because the the bits where obviously she throws Monica Rambo out of the town is not broadcast. Yeah. And the bit where the beekeeper comes up. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this is a projection onto Vision that's just a different aspect of her psyche telling her she needs to stop, but she's just kind of... Mm, maybe, Compartmentalising somehow. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes next. I am really I enjoying no it. Oh, I think it's great. I think once it's all it's done, so I, I want to watch it all in one. Yeah, because obviously there's a lot of stuff now that makes more sense, like the beekeeper. Yeah, um, that's such a nice, um, like, visual effect of having yeah. him change into the beekeeper. Um, yeah, one thing I did want to talk about is Catherine Hahn, who yes. is surely not in this just to be her neighbour. Um, she does do she like there's no small roles. She does do really small roles sometimes, yeah, and you know does. lights she's... up, steals every scene. Yeah, but there is. There has been rumours, like, even before the show started, that she was playing um, Agatha Harkness, which is a... She's a witch, basically, in the Marvel Universe. And just, she originally appeared in Fantastic Four, which is another nod to Fantastic Four, possibly. Okay. And she's been, like, a mentor to Wanda and stuff. Um, but apparently, I read this online, that she tells Wanda in the premiere that her wedding anniversary is on June the 2nd, and the only way Ralph would remember our anniversary is if it's is if there was a beer named June 2nd. Um, but apparently the... Uh, June 2nd is the date the courts first uh, convened for the Salem Witch Trial. Ooh. Which is really cool, Easter egg. That's a that's nice Easter egg. Um, I mean, when you're writing these things, you probably would just like... Well, you do. Yeah, and we know Marvel do do that yeah. all the time. Um, but also, um, she, in the trailers, she has a witch costume on. I think they're going to like a Halloween party. Oh, and Vision has like his old Vision suit on and stuff. Yeah. And she's dressed as a witch. So. Oh, I'm excited. Do you reckon that'll be the next episode? I hope so. Because they're sort of in the seventies now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, we've not. We didn't have a new episode, did we? Like new episodes. No, we of shows, didn't. So I guess. Yeah. So they've just had the babies, which yeah. are actual babies that they have in the comics. Yeah, I think so. So will they be? Uh, no idea. Has she just created fake babies? Also. <laughs> Good question. That's real sad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't really know who the bad guy's going to be in this, unless Wanda's the bad guy. Yeah. Or is she going to have conflict with someone or else? It... Or? She's just going to be have to have to be saved from herself, or yeah, that's kind of how I see it going. Maybe, yeah. I don't know who's going to do that. I don't maybe know what Agatha. the point would be otherwise. Like, to what end would you be trapping her in this yeah. TV thing? Yeah. Also, Agnes is like um, uh, an acronym of Agatha Harkness. Oh, cool. Which nice. I've just realised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. I would love to hear people's theories. If you've got any theories, we'll read them out. We might do. I think we maybe we should do a spoiler one every week while this is coming out because it's 
quite fun to talk about. Um, there's a load of chat by on our Discord channel, which you can join, which is in a link below this podcast. Um, is there anything else you would like to bring up? I've been watching... Um, well, there's this new series um, that started a few weeks ago, The Great Pottery sh- uh, Throwdown. Showdown. Say shit down. <laughs> I was going to say showdown. Throwdown's quite cool. Throwdowns, yeah. Well, that's what you do. You throw the... A throwdown is like throwing down the clay. The pottery. Yeah. And smash, probably. Throw, throw all the pots. Probably smash. But there's this new... There's a new series of it. So I watched like one of the episodes and then was like, I love this. I'm going to watch the whole of the previous series, which is on 4OD. So I did. And it is the most lovely, heartwarming show. Because it's like... Um, Everybody watches The Bake Off. Quite a few people watch The Sewing Bee. Um, I, I would argue that The Sewing Bee and The and the Pottery Throwdown, there's something more interesting about them because you can judge the work that they do. Bake Off's too commercialised now as well. And it's, I feel like Bake it's Off... too popular now, so, you know... No, they try and get, <laughs> they try and get people who aren't real people now. Yeah. Yeah, there's still, there's still that normal like there's like there's things on like um it's like the guardian do like the profile of everyone who's on the bake-off yeah before it even starts and you can you know who's going to get airtime based on what they look like that's true which is bad that is bad i mean i do still enjoy the bake-off but then you also you you can see when on the sewing bee you can see the pieces of work that they've done and you can sort of see how well they've done yeah, from you that you can't cake. taste the cakes so you can't like taste oh yeah he's done really well with the flavor or that's too much lemon or whatever so it's the same with the ceramics so it's it's really really cool i don't think take off to be honest cookery shows no it's, it just doesn't doesn't translate but um yeah if you if you like bake-off and you like sewing bee then the pottery throwdown is for you, you do have to put it with the all four app though so is it worth it <laughs> <laughs> very funny <laughs> but is it worth it? Yeah, it is worth it. It is worth the four up. Yeah, all four up, whatever it is, which is abysmal. It's so bad. Why don't people just just give everything to Netflix and Disney? Who ne- like, there's so many good streaming platforms. Yeah, and yet all these like sh- shits like English TV channels try and make their own streaming. Pl- ITV one shit, Channel Four one shit, yeah. UK TV one is shit. They're all iPlay is good actually. iPlay is good. Yeah, it's um, just, it's just. I mean, I don't mind having the adverts. It's just the loading times. Yeah. And it just kind of kiffs up in the middle and of everything. And the adverts are irritating because it's the exact same adverts. It can't be hard time. to make a streaming website these days. I think I think it is worth it, though, because it's but just the most wholesome TV. One the, yeah. And one of the judges... They made a toilet. They a made a toilet. A plumbed toilet. A functioning toilet. Yeah. That was very impressive. And then impressive. one of the judges actually did a poo in all of them. Yeah. He had to poo in each one. And that took him a long time. I mean, props. To get that much, Fair yeah. But Fair each time he cries as well. While he poos, it's it's so no, not while he poos. While he judges, he just gets emotional about the quality of work that they've done. And if people don't believe in themselves enough, he gets sort of emotional. And it's just it's just so lovely to see that um, that much emotion, completely sort of unguarded and. But he looks like a plumber or something as well. Yeah, he's a really big guy and he's this big potter and he's really strong and everything and he just gets all weepy and it's just it's so nice. it's charming. It's very nice. Yeah, good. It's good um, lockdown watching because it just makes you, I don't know, feel like there's some hope in the world. <laughs> well, that's a grim uh, tone to finish a show on. Yeah, I've. It's made me want to do some more creative things like. Or watch more creative things. Yeah, I haven't actually done anything creative. I've just watched a lot of people being very creative, and it's kind of fulfilled that creativity in me a little bit. 
That's quite so. It's the sad. same, isn't it? Just watch people doing creative things, and then you don't have to do anything no, yourself. That's, that's not. Yep. Nope. Yep. Um, you're doing this kind of creative. Uh, <laughs> that that's it for this week. Thank you very much for uh, listening. I thought you were going to say thank you to me, but <laughs> thank you to for, you for for being here. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened. If you would like to leave us a review, um, that'd be very nice, and we'll read we'll read them out um, at some point. Um, if you have a question for us that you'd like us to answer at the start of the show, send one in. Send one in. What's our favourite film? You could ask us that. What's uh, what's the best film with a dog in it? Ooh, best yeah. food film. I don't know. Loads of questions. Yeah. Is cinema dead? I mean, at the minute. Marvel or DC? There's loads of questions. If you want to want to ask us a question, ask us a question. Uh, we'd love to answer it. Um, if not, you'll ask me a question next week, and um, okay, we'll see uh, what say to that. Um, if you would like to join our Discord, we have a Discord. Uh, it's in the link below. Uh, you can post any feedback about the podcast there as well. We've had some really nice feedback recently, where everyone says it's nice and chill, which is exactly what we're going for, and uh, it's very nice to hear from people. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe already. Um, And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.